Welcome to the New Species Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Albion. On this podcast, we learn about recent discoveries of species that are new to science, but not necessarily new to nature. We ask scientists how they found these new species and why they matter. We learn about what makes a new species and hear some behind the scenes stories along the way. So join us as we explore the biodiversity of our planet and the scientists who help us better understand it. Welcome to the New Species Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Albion, and I'm here with Claudia Xavier, PhD candidate at the Museo Parense Emilio Giodi and the Federal University of Pará in Belém, Brazil. She's here today to tell me about her paper published in issue 5219 of Zootaxa, in which she and her co-authors described five new species of kleptoparasitic spiders from the Brazilian Amazon. Welcome, Claudia. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, Zoe. Uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, I followed the podcast since the beginning, so it's a great pleasure to be here now. That means so much. I'm so excited to be talking to you, especially about these spiders. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your research interests? So um, I'm Claudia. I was born and raised in a city in the Amazon called Berlin. Uh, it's where I've been studying spiders since 2014 at the Museo Gilde. Currently, I'm doing my PhD on systematics and taxonomy of spiders of the Corinid family. But I also have experience with arachnids inventory, collecting, fieldwork, and scientific communication about arthropods, not only spiders. I also write some texts about arachnids in Portuguese uh, for the website called Fauna News. These texts, I write them to the public in general, so non-academics. And I intend to inform about those incredible animals and try to domestify the bad image that many people have of these incredible animals. So my focus now it's on systematics, but I also like to, to do other stuff on anarchnids, especially spiders. And can you tell me how you got involved with this project in particular, especially if you usually research corinids? So my advisor is a corinid specialist here in the, the Neotropical. It's Dr. Alexandre Bonaldo. He, his thesis was about the taxonomy of the subfamily Corinini and so to study the Corinidis spiders, it's a large research area here in the lab. I did my master's dissertation with a genus that he described in the 20s called Tupirina. I did the taxonomic revision of the genus. So before we had three species and after our paper, we have now 20 Tupirina species, which increased a lot for the genus. Uh, so after I learned a lot about the taxonomy, I, I decided to start working on the systematics of the group. So that's why I ended up here now. And they're really interesting spiders. Do they have a common name, this genus? No, because it's not so easy to see them alive. They are very fast. They are, don't know much about the natural history. But the Corinid family will have some name, like running spiders. Some Corinidis, they, they mimic ants very well, 
And so we can call some of them as ant spiders. Those are the names. Miss Monopsis doesn't have a common name? No, they are very small for people to see. Yeah, can you tell us about them? What do they look like? How do you find them? Um, so talking about the family, Miss Monopsis is a genus that belongs to the family Miss Uh It's a small family of very small spiders. Uh, when I say small family, they have uh, less than 200 species described, but for uh, spiders, it's not that much. They are orb-wavers spiders, and it's probably because of their size. It's one of the least studied families on the group of orb-wavers, because, for example, the biggest mismanids have around three millimeters, and so they are very small. And they have a very cryptic um, lifestyle. Talking now about the genus Mismenopsis that we studied on the paper, they are known for the kleptoparasitic behavior. So they're being found mainly on diplodocid webs. Kleptoparasitism just a feeding strategy where one animal steals food from another, basically. And this may happen between individuals of the same species or different species, which is the case here. And the diplodocid spiders, they are very large spiders compared to Mismenopsis spiders. So because of that, because of Mismenopsis being found on diplurity webs, you have some funny spider names in the genus. Like, for example, uh, Mismenopsis diploramigo, where amigo means friend, which would be like the Mismenopsis being a friend of the diplurer, but it's not exactly that. Not a very good friend. No, not, not so much. <laughs> the genus uh, Mismenopsis, they occur across the American continents, especially North and South America, and um, also Central America. And like I said, uh, you can find them on webs of other spiders, mostly in humid habitats. But you can find some species in dry habitats, so they are very, they can adapt to different environments. So where did you do the fieldwork for this paper? We did some collections for some species, for example, the Mismanopsis um, Rodriguez-Ai, we described in the paper, we collected some of them here in Berlin, in forest fragments uh, that still exist here in the city. It was two forest fragments. One, it was a um, military forest reserve, and the other one is the Utinga Park. Here in Berlin, everybody knows this park, and they have um, primary forest spots there. So that's where... We collected one of these species. The other ones uh, we found in collections here at the museum, at the museum, and also in Manaus when we visited Instituto Nacional de Pesquisas da Amazonia (IMPA) in Manaus. I think that's really interesting, especially that you found some of these spiders, some new species in Belém, which I think that many people don't realize that even in areas that are very well known, we can find new species. Yes especially if you are in the Amazon. So there's a lot of new species of many groups. It's an amazing place. How do you collect these spiders? Like I said, Mismanopsis spiders you can find on uh, webs of other spiders. But in our case, we were not looking specifically for Mismanopsis at the time. We collected them around, it was like 2018 or 2019. I'm, I don't remember exactly now. And... Um, at the time, me and Paolo, the first author, and Alexandre Bonaldo, the other author, co-author, we were um, supervising 
two undergrad students, Juliana and Sibel, on their projects to collect spiders here in Berlin. And at that time, our intention, it was to teach them about the different methods to collect spiders. So the species we collected and used in the paper, we were collecting in structured inventories. So we were using different techniques. In this case of mismanopsis, they were collected with beating tray and also with manual collecting. We didn't collect them specifically in a web. So they were in a vegetation and they fall in our trap. <laughs> Actually, I have a, a funny story from, from the field. So uh, on the first day, we went to collect in Utinga Park. It was me, Paolo, the girls. We would apply beating tray method to collect the spiders for the inventory. So after we delimited the plots in which we were going to collect, in one of the first bushes that Paulo shook, there was a wasp's nest. Yes, which he obviously hadn't seen. And then <laughs> they came flying towards him and he got wasp stings on his lower lip. In a matter of seconds, uh, the lip swelled a lot and became about like three times its normal size. And we could compare it because the upper lip was normal. Just the lower lip had um, wasp stings. It looked like he had um, a cosmetic procedure that had gone pretty bad. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, no. As, oh, yes. And uh, what happens the day is that we left late to the field, so nobody remembered to take medicine. So um, we had to cancel the collection, which had barely started. <laughs> so we could take Paolo to a pharmacy and he could take the medicine. And also because his lip was hurting a lot. But we learned something. No one has ever forgotten to bring their anti-allergy after that. And we left a lot about the photo to this day. And he learned uh, to look at it, the bushes before shook the vegetation. That's <laughs> so funny. Not, not for him. <laughs> so everybody now, please don't forget your, your medicine and please take care. So when we were identifying, we saw that especially Ms. Manopsis Rodriguezana, this species presents a different shape of the abdomen. They have um, two projections on the dorsum of the abdomen, which is very different from other uh, Ms. Manopsis species. So when we look at it, uh, after that, the genitalia, we, yeah, this is definitely a new species for sure. And is it difficult to dissect a spider that small? <laughs> yeah, you have to... Have very um, patience because it's not easy. So you also need um, good forceps to not destroy them while you you are like trying to look at the genitalia. And um, they are very small, so the genitalia is smaller. <laughs> and you also need a good microscope to see well. So it's probably that's why not many people stud small spiders. But you do. I try. But uh, Paolo, the first author, he's working with um, with the Teridiosomatid family, and they are very small. They are also bubble wavers, and uh, he likes small spiders. And <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. But he's, uh, <laughs> he's doing a great job with those small spiders. That's wonderful. Were you the person who used the scanning electron microscope or was that Paolo? 
No, uh, it was Paulo. Paulo, the first author, did the scanning images because he's working with the small spiders, the pterodosomantid spiders, and we have a good laboratory of scanning electron microscope uh, here at the Guild Museum where we can produce images with a great quality, as you can see on the paper. And since Paulo works with those small spiders and we had more material of only one species, which is Mismenopsis cyanaga, um, we had more material available. And he was doing the pterodiosomatidae images, so he did the images of the male pulp of these species. And um, it was nice to have those images on the paper because you can see the cusps on the male pulp, which is one of the diagnostic features of the genus. Yeah, the pictures are amazing. It's really impressive to me how tiny these spiders are and then what good quality the pictures can be. No, thank you. <laughs> Where are your types deposited? Uh, the types are deposited uh, here at the Kyoto Museum in the um, spider collection and also in the collection of the Instituto Nacional de Pesquisas da Amazonia, INPA, in Manaus. So everyone who wants to learn about these spiders should come visit. Yes, please come to the Amazon. <laughs> we found many information about the new species in collections. Uh, we collected one species that we knew that it was a new species. And after that, we were visiting collections for our PhDs. Uh, we visited Manaus in me and Paulo in 2021, and we found more new species for the genus. So uh, it's important to know that the collections are great uh, biodiversity repositories. So it's where we can learn about what we have we really have uh, about the biodiversity on spiders in the case. So it's important to preserve and give the uh, right importance to the collections, to the natural history museums and everything. That's so true. I would love to visit. You're invited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. How did you and your co-authors choose the names for these new species? I understand they're pretty special. Yes. Uh, so giving names to new species is one of the most uh, amazing parts of the taxonomic work. And um, the, in the case of Miss Manid family, it's a very special family because you have two great female scientists uh, leading the studies about the group, which is uh, Lara Lopardo and Nadine Dupehe. I'm not sure if I pronounced their names correctly. I'm trying. And um, the female paratype of one of the species, Miss um, Manopsis Rodriguezai, was collected by one of the female students I mentioned before and in her project. And Paolo and I, we were mentored firstly by a woman when we started to um, study spiders here uh, at the lab. So we thought that it was fair to name the new species after women. Uh, Lara Lopardo is uh, one of the specialists on the group and made important contributions to the systematics of the family mismanaged. So we named Ms. Menopsis Lopardoi after her. They are acknowledged to Najin Dupahe, described 25 species of Ms. Menopsis, which is almost half of the known diversity of the genus. Uh, the genus has 
57, and she described it 25, which is a lot, uh, with beautiful drawings and a lot of information about her natural history. Um, we named uh, Ms. Menopsis Rodriguez I in honor of Juliana Rodriguez. She is a biologist who collected many spiders on forest fragments in Berlin, and she collected the female prototype of the species with um, projections on the abdomen. Um, Ms. Menopsis Hegei was named after Hegei Saturnino, and her nickname was Hegei, so that's why Hegei. And she was of great importance in the scientific training of me and Paulo. And she was also advised by Alessandro Bonaldo uh, in her PTD thesis. It was about the systematics of another group of spiders. And Hegei collected the holotype of the, that new species. And she also collected uh, the specimens of the new record of Vismenopsis cianaga to Brazil. The last new species we named Ms. Uh, Menopsis Snetlagii after the German naturalist Emilia Snetlage, uh, who was the first woman to occupy the position of director of the Guild Museum, and this made her the first woman to lead a scientific institution in South America. And she has an inspiring life story as a scientist. I talk a lot. <laughs> I'm so glad that you could honor these women in such a meaningful way. And it is kind of a big deal that these five new species are all named after women who in lots of different ways have been so influential to the paper and to this genus and to arachnology in general. It was great to have the opportunity to, to name these species after all those incredible women. In addition to the new species, you found some spiders that were new records for Brazil. Yes. So Bismanopsis um, is a very interesting group. Uh, they are found in different ecosystems of, across their distribution um, through the um, American continent. And most part are found in humid habitats. Uh, in Ecuador, for example, they are found in both sides of the Andes. Um, and on the paper, uh, the three species nearly recorded for the Brazilian Amazonia show a, a great longitudinal range. Um, Bismanopsis chuchufindi occurs from um, northeast Ecuador to Amazonas, which is about uh, 1,200 kilometers away. And which, if you think that they are very small spiders, it's a lot. Um, Bismenopsis cienaga occurs from uh, southeast Peru to Pará. It's more now; it's more than two thousand kilometers away. And Bismenopsis penai has the greatest uh, longitudinal range. It, it's about four thousand kilometers between Ecuador and Piauí in Brazil. And it's very interesting because these species can occupy different uh, phyto physiognomies uh, from the Amazonian rainforests to open environments in the um, same area, the Caatinga biome or the Cerrado biome in Brazil. And the Cerrado biome in Brazil is called, for example, for example, the Brazilian savanna. So it's very dry. So it's the same species occupying very different uh, environments, which is, which is awesome. It sounds like there's a lot more to learn about these spiders. Yes. 
uh, and especially here in Brazil, because before the paper, we had, I think, only five species recorded for Brazil. And now we have the new species and more three new records, uh, which means that there is a lot to learn. Um, I think the um, records we have more uh, southeast of the genus is in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So from the north of Brazil and southeast of Brazil, there is a lot of space between. So um, probably there is a lot to learn. Why do you think it's important to do the work that you're doing, the systematic work, the identification? Why do you think that you discovering some new spiders should matter to people, not not just taxonomists, but people everywhere? Um, so although we have described many spider species and um, last decades, there are estimates that we only know like about half of this biodiversity or even less. Um, the, the species in this family, Ms. Manidid, they are very small, so they are easily overlooked by collectors, which makes them underrepresented in collections and hard to study. So these, the kleptoparasitism apt is something very interesting because we can maybe study about co-evolution of spiders and uh, the kleptoparasitism in mismanopsis. Oh, well, let me think about it. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> because it's a, it's a kind of philosophical question. Um, describe a spider species, especially this tiny species with, with some interesting behavior uh, and everything can tell us a lot about um, biogeography, about the evolution of spiders, because Mismanopsis, for example, has uh, a different morphology because of the kleptoparasitism habit. And we can learn a lot about the um, adaptations to different environments of these species, and they can tell us many things about the past or maybe the future. I mean, especially in Brazil, we suffered a lot with deforestation and we can maybe find a way to preserve areas if we learn from these species. I think that everyone would benefit from reading your paper. I hope they've learned a lot from hearing you talk. Um, I certainly have. Uh, yeah, I just, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure. No, thank you so much for having me here. It was um, a great pleasure uh, to be here talking to you. You're very nice. <laughs> you are too. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Claudia Xavier's paper on the Symphytonathoid spider genus Mismanopsis from the Brazilian Amazon region, description of five new species and new records, is in issue 5219 of Zootaxa. See the episode details for a link to the paper. To learn more about Claudia and her work, you can follow her on Instagram or Twitter at Claudia Xavier, that's Claudia with two eyes underscore Xavier, or you can read her writing in Portuguese on the website Fauna News, link in the description. Thanks for listening to this episode of the New Species Podcast. This podcast was created by Brian Patrick and is edited and produced by Zoe Albion. If you would like to support us, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com newspeciespod. 
And if you'd like to get in touch with questions or feedback, please email us at newspeciespodcast at gmail.com. How big is the collection out of curiosity? Like how many specimens? I'm not sure. I can, I can, maybe they have this information on the, oh. on the website. Yeah. I'm, I'll, the, I'm I'll the collection work. right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Count them for me, please, will you? <laughs> yeah, <I> will. <laughs> it will only take a few years.